Welcome to Sustainable Sessions, hosted by yours truly, Lucas and Lauren. Episode 6, featuring pollination. Hi, how's it going? My name's David Townsend. Um, I am turning 22 soon, and I'm a Laurier student about to graduate. Um, I've had the pleasure of being on the Enactus team uh, at Laurier for the past a couple years now and I've met some awesome people like Lucas and Lauren along the way um, as well as the rest of the team Uh, and we're just coming off a really successful Enactus year from competitions wise and uh, stuff like that so I'm super happy to be on the podcast and talk a little bit about the bees and some of the other cool stuff we got going on at Enactus Gloria. Um, So I guess you can probably give us a little bit of the pitch for what pollination does and um, kind of what their role is with Enactus. Yeah, for sure. So just to give some context about Enactus, first of all, um, so Enactus is a global or not-for-profit organization. Um, They're based in uh, over, I think, about 37 countries globally, uh, and they have like subsidiaries and universities and colleges all around the world. Um, and basically the whole point of it is so that students can come together and create and run their own social ventures um, with the main goal being to create positive uh, social, environmental or economic impact. And then all the different schools will compete uh, in a series of competitions at the end of each Enactus calendar year um, based on impact and stuff like that. So at Lori, we have a bunch of cool projects. As I just mentioned, we are coming off our first nationals win in 15 years um which is huge uh and then i've had let's go so uh that's great and i've had the honor to (laughs) when i first joined uh the team i was a member of one of our enterprises called pollination um so basically just to give some context pollination has been an an actus laurier venture for i think about five or six years now um it was started by a graduate named uh, sarah cameron who came up with this idea. She's very passionate about uh, the bee crisis and the declining pollinator population. So she wanted to create a social enterprise, run it through Enactus uh, to try and address the issue, but mainly, so to provide a solution to the problem, but also raise awareness is kind of the main goal. So um, it kind of took like a multi-sided approach. So the business started with the idea of creating bee hotels, which are these little homes, um, maybe you guys could like put it up on the screen, that. Yeah. Um, kind of replicate the ideal living environment for mason bees, which are a Ontario native pollinating species. Um, they're super effective pollinators um, and they are unfortunately declining at really alarming rates. So uh, for a number of reasons, pesticides, um, urban sprawl, so like development of uh, communities, residential areas, um, you know, retail outlets, so on and so forth. Um, and obviously in the process, we're cutting down these vital habitats. So Um, Sarah, along with the team at the time, came up with these bee hotels that kind of mimic the living environment of specifically mason bees, but also a number of different pollinators. Um, And so when I joined the team back, I guess it would be around two years ago now, um, me and my co-enterprise manager at the time, Patrick, um, there was some talk in the previous year of adding like an educational component and an awareness component to it. Um, But we really wanted to, you know, bring that into fruition. So that's where we launched the whole Be Leaders of Tomorrow program, which was designed to go into elementary school classrooms, um, talk to the kids a little bit more about 
like bee crisis. Um, obviously there's a lot of like negative stigma for little kids about bees and thinking that, you know, they're just out to hurt them. Um, so a big part of that is just making them realize that, you know, bees are very, very good and very, very important um, for a number of reasons. Um, but for elementary school students, it's easiest to understand when you break it down into like the food supply and be like, well, if we don't have bees, you can't eat a pizza or whatever, or all these vital things that pollinators literally create and we can't have without them. Um, so over the past couple of years, the, the business has really worked on expanding that educational component, reinvesting 100% of the um, surplus revenues into the curriculum, donating bee hotels to uh, school gardens, to the students, um, and all kind of fun things like that. So it's a little bit about pollination. Awesome. Yeah, that was a great answer. I think you, you really give a good overview of what you guys are doing and your, your involvement and all of that. And I mean, Lauren and I have obviously kept close to what your story has been. And we've seen some great progress, especially with the Bee Leaders of Tomorrow. It seems awesome. You guys are getting into a lot of schools and showing a lot of kids what this is all about. And like you said, bringing it down on a really simple level so that it actually resonates with them and they understand the crisis. Um, so to keep on that note, um, tell us a little bit about why you even got into like uh, sustainable business. Was it just like you joined an actus and then you were like introduced to this world or was, did you have like a passion in sustainability beforehand or how did you kind of get to where you're at? Yeah. So, I mean, the funny thing with me is I honestly didn't even know what social entrepreneurship was before coming into university. Um, I think like during high school, I really was not made aware of the the actual magnitude of a lot of the problems in the world from an environmental and like a social perspective. Um, and it wasn't until my first year, 121, BU 121 class, uh, functional areas, the organization, I think it's called functional areas uh, at Laurier, where we had like a specific unit on social entrepreneurship, uh, talking about, you know, what that whole concept is and the idea of combining, um, you know, business practice to solve social problems. Um, and so from that, there was a competition uh, back in, when I was in first year uh, where Anactus had partnered with Unilever and it was kind of like a social entrepreneurship project. So everyone pitched like an idea of like a social entrepreneurship business um, and went on a series of competitions. And so it started off as becoming, um, it was for bonus marks. Like if you submitted a proposal, you got bonus marks. So I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And I remember when I started researching and like looking into some of the problems, I was like blown away. Um, especially seeing some of the interventions that are already being done by like major. So what I did for that particular project was I was looking at um, education in South Sudan, which was at the time. And I'm, I think still, I mean, at the time it was the lowest education rates in the world. And I think it still is very low. Um, but I was looking at that and like at how like business principles can intervene and, and perhaps like help the kids of South Sudan. Um, so I, created this whole like little proposal, like it, it went through the competition, but long story short, like sitting through that final round and watching some of the other ideas presented, um, that I think is what really inspired me to this whole like other world I had no idea about. And so, you know, from there, um, Abby Bibbings, who um, you guys should also try and get on the podcast one day because she's, she's amazing. But um she was, I had known her from my first year lab and I knew she got really involved with Enactus. So she, she kind of got me into that. Um, and then I learned about all the enterprises at the time, which were very different, but pollination was the one that really stuck out to me. Um, and that's kind of how I got involved. And from there, I mean, I was super passionate about that enterprise while I was enterprise manager. And the thought of 
ever leaving it. Like I didn't want to, I kind of wanted to stick with it till the end of university. Um, but then I luckily, I mean, at the time I was really hesitant, but took on like bigger role as co-president where I kind of got exposed to all these different enterprises, including last 20 or suds. I got to work closer with mighty Hawks as well. Um, and seeing all these other issues like the plastic problem, um, adults with developmental disabilities in the workforce and all these other fantastic initiatives that, um, I also became equally passionate about. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I think even for me, because I'm still on an actus in a, at school, um, I think it's really interesting that I've met so many like-minded individuals that are all kind of passionate about one thing. And I think the whole kind of culture that we've created is just so amazing. And all the work that we're doing just makes us feel so good. So I think that's like one really cool thing that brings us all together. Um, what kind of, how do you think Enactus has changed you as a person or kind of like, how has it impacted your life and made things like um, with sustainability in your life? Like even like beyond like business as well too, like in your personal life, like have you become like more sustainable? Like has there been other like impacts like that? And yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's actually funny. Cause like <laughs> last night, I, I wish I could like take my computer and show you, but um, <laughs> I have this like big collection of, shampoo and body wash bottles in my shower that have just like accumulated and they're all empty and I just don't want to get rid of them because I'm like morally just like I don't know like I don't want to screw this up um so like that's just one small example but like eliminating straws and like recycling properly obviously like small things but hopefully will make a big difference um but I'd say like as a person it's changed me a ton because I mean I think back often to like when I came into university and like my whole like vision was okay I'm gonna like go through it get my CPA and like I was like pretty much dead set on accounting not to knock accounting at all like great profession <laughs> I still love accounting but I think experience like my experience with Enactus and like working with the team and like all the fantastic things we've done together has made me realize that I think there's like different things that I want to achieve in life um beyond university like career-wise like whatever I end up doing, like I don't have a full-time job lined up or anything yet, but whatever I end up doing, I like, I want to know that it makes a difference. Um, and I think that's like all attributed to my experience with Enactus, to my experience with pollination, working with you guys. Um, it's just really changed my perspective on things and, you know, open my eyes to like the greater issues that exist. Whereas like, we're so focused in, you know, on our day-to-day -day routines and like, these like first world problems. And then like, when you really like step outside of your own bubble and, you know, look like beneath the surface, like there's so many complex problems in the world that need to be addressed. And it's just something that like, I know like for the rest of my life, like that's what I want to be doing in some form, whether it's starting my own social enterprise one day, or whether it's working for a company like UNICEF or, um, Unilever companies who, you know, promote social, you know, social good. Um, that's kind of where my perspective has changed. And I, again, like, I think that's all attributed to my experience with Enactus and uh, pollination over the past couple of years. Awesome. Yeah, that, that was a perfect answer. And, and I totally agree with what you're saying too. Like, even when I came to Laurier, um, I mean, I graduated in 2018, but I still remember like that experience of going through New Venture and then getting some exposure with the NACTIS and other like-minded individuals that focused on social issues, whether it was like climate oriented or um, economic or something along those lines. But I, I, you nailed it on the head there. I think it really does give you a grander perspective and it really 
you know, when you think about the long impact that you can make with your life, it once you kind of have this realization that there's all these social issues going on, you almost feel obligated to get involved in it and you, you, you want to take it upon yourself to make that impact. Um, yeah, yeah, I think like also like, especially with us, like we're in a position where we have the opportunity to be solving bigger problems. And I think that we should be like taking it like and doing the most that we can. Yeah. Because like if it's not us, like who's going to kind of do it. And it always like you look for leaders and it's awesome that we found so many people, like whether it's through Enactus or just at Laurier or elsewhere, like it's so nice to see other like leaders around our age that are taking this initiative. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been a fun ride. And I mean, it's crazy to see like how much things are growing as well. Like our team a couple of years ago was probably significantly less than half the size it is now. And I mean, that's just one example of a team that's grown like a ton and like so many people, like, I mean, we've had to like, so I hired last year's team obviously, and we had to turn down like a ton of students that want to get involved, which is horrible because I mean, you want like everyone to be part of this because this like is at the end of the day, this is everything for us, for our future generations going forward. So, I mean, like the whole like Enactus hiring process and stuff like obviously needs work, but it just goes to show that like, we're starting to like scale the awareness, which at the end of the day is, is what it's all about. So really good to see. Um, I guess kind of to pivot things back, do you want to maybe talk about your role as kind of president or enterprise manager? Like what kind of tasks did you do, especially with pollination, but then kind of when you were overseeing all the other enterprises? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess going back to like pollination. Um, so it was, it was a very, very different time for our team back then. Like I think things were a lot like looser and it was, we weren't like a competitive team at you know, like the Enactus competition level. Um, and so Patrick and I, when we joined, were kind of, um, like handed this business that was like, not really, I, I think it was kind of stagnant for the past couple of years. And like, there was a lot of problems, like from the product to like, what's happening with surplus revenues, like the social part of it, there, there's a lot of issues. And so we kind of had to start from scratch, um, in terms of like, okay, like, what are we actually trying to achieve? Like, are we trying to save all the bees in the world? or we're trying to like raise awareness. And I think we focus mainly on, I mean, a good mix of both, but by really focusing on the education part, we're hoping that like, as we just spoke about before, you know, we can like really inspire that next generation of change makers. Um, so like, like I said, working out that curriculum was huge. Um, and I don't want to take like full credit from me and Pat, like we had a, a, a great team working with us as well. And the pollination team over the past year have done, an incredible job at ironing out the curriculum, scaling into, I think there was almost a thousand students impacted this year, just in like our, like Waterloo region alone. So they've done a tremendous job. Um, and then also a big thing we worked on was like the kit redesign. So we worked with a lot of experts in the industry um, to understand the science behind the pollinator crisis, because that's something that we definitely um, were lacking. Like we, yeah, we, we did not, we didn't have a good understanding of what the bees are actually looking for, like what kind of bees we're trying to help. Um, there's a lot of science behind it that's like really complex. So we worked with some PhDs, a lot of resources on the internet uh, that we reached out to in terms of redesigning the kit, creating like an actual like pollinator bee hotel that works um, fundamentally. So um, yeah, there, I mean, the, the role, like, as you guys know, as like owners of a social business, like it's, it's very 
loosely defined. Like you do all kinds of different things. Um, and then stepping into the presidency role was like very different as well, because I wanted to still focus a lot of my attention on pollination. Cause I, like my whole mindset was like, Hey, I spent the past year, like working this up. Like I really want to like finish the job and hopefully like go on to competitions and do something fantastic with it. Um, but like I said before, like I, got to work with these other enterprises that I thought were so fantastic. And um, the past semester, I, in the winter semester, I got um, similar to Lauren. I don't know if you've talked about it on a previous podcast, but we both did the RBC Venture Accelerator. So right, that was yeah. a co-op position that was dedicated specifically to working on, in Lauren's case, it was just last 20. But for me, it was like all the enterprises and working deeper into each organization, understanding um, some of the big roadblocks, um, and trying to get over those. So that was incredible as well. Uh, I mean, like I could go on for hours talking about my role with, as the presidency, like, cause it spans beyond um, just the enterprise. I mean, there's the whole club folks as well and raising awareness on campus, bringing in speakers, hosting events, um, just teaching people the general Laurier body about social entrepreneurship. So for me to be able to be overseeing all that and, you know, inspiring students and seeing our team grow and the interest grow i think 110 percent was the most like fulfilling thing i've done in university and um looking back like i was hesitant to leave the pollination enterprise but i wouldn't have changed i wouldn't change a thing if i could go back so damn awesome, that, yeah. was good. that was so good <laughs> and i guess like to kind of segue i know you already touched on it a little bit in your answer there but um in terms of like resources and how you gathered information whether it was to make the um the curriculum or just earlier on when you just wanted to uh, learn more about the problem from the beginning, you mentioned that you talked to like some PhD students. Um, what would you recommend for whether it's students a little bit younger than us or in the high school range? Like how would, how do you recommend they go and find your information, whether it's on pollination or any of the other like issues such as plastic or composting or anything like, how do you keep in touch with new sustainability information and, and what do you recommend for uh, like younger audiences? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest issue, in my opinion, with younger audiences is they're not really given the chance to learn about it. Um, I think like our curriculum in the province and federally and probably in the whole world needs to shift a lot more to focusing on these issues because a lot of students aren't aware of it. Like I, like I said, I came into university and I had no idea. Um, I think I saw that one uh, documentary from way back, uh, who was it? Was it Al Gore or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was the only thing I'd ever seen. And I was like, you know, I watched it and forgot about it. Um, but I think like the education system needs to do a much better job with um, properly educating students about these issues so they can make those small changes in their everyday lives or maybe go out and do more, um, start their own business, their own social, social enterprise. Um, but in general, like if you're a person that, you know, you've, kind of learned a little bit about the problems. I think we're seeing a lot more, I think people in high school now are seeing a lot more on social media. Um, there's, there's all kinds of traction online about these problems, which is great. Um, but to like further educate themselves, I mean, there's tons of great documentaries out there. It's so like specifically for like the bee, uh, the bee crisis. I know there was a documentary called The Pollinators that came out last year that was great. Um, I think, I think the Explain series might have one as well. Um, but I think like documentaries are a great resource following the right people on social media. I mean, there's a lot of like great sustainable brands like you guys who post, you know, like fantastic content, just educating people about some of the, like the magnitude of the problems. Um, and then, yeah, if you're someone who's 
pursuing your own social enterprise, um, getting in touch with like professionals. Uh, Twitter is, we actually like leveraged Twitter a lot last year when we were redesigning our kits. We found a lot of experts in the field who helped us with like the science behind it and stuff. Um, so, I mean, you can easily just shoot out messages and there's tons of people in like the industry who are willing to help because at the end of the day, like we're all in this together. Um, so it's great to see, but I think, uh, I mean, like I said, there's, there's a ton of, ton of resources out there. Um, but if you're just like casual, if you're just casually trying to learn more, like I think like documentaries, books, social media channels are probably the best ways. And then even further reaching out to experts and stuff if you're uh, taking it to the next level. So. Nice. Awesome. Um, well, I guess we'll kind of start to wrap things up. Are there any kind of stories maybe from Anactus that you want to share? Like any really like memorable things that you want to share, like as kind of like a, a little goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, as far as like Anactus goes, if anyone's like listening to this and is coming into university soon or is maybe just starting and have heard about Anactus on your campus, because a lot of schools in Ontario and around the world, like I said, have Anactus chapters. Um, I would 110% recommend getting involved. Um, I mean, like the stories are endless. Like we, can, we can go on for days from some of the crazy stuff we've done from going out to markets or like competitions. I mean, we, we were supposed to go to Amsterdam in September, which would have been insane. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that sucks. But last year we had a fantastic uh, week in Vancouver for nationals. Um, you get, you know, you get the experience through Anactus to meet a lot of like-minded individuals from all around the world. Um, and you get to meet a lot of fantastic people. Like I think some of my best friendships from university have come through my experience with Anactus. Um, and like I said before, it's literally changed my perspective on everything and um, I'm super grateful for it. So I don't really have like one story in particular, <laughs> but um, just as like a, a wrap up statement, hundred uh, percent, the best thing I've ever gotten involved with. So. Awesome. Uh, that was perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming today and being on this podcast. Awesome. Thanks so much guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you would like to learn more, visit us at www.last20.ca. Until next time, stay sustainable.